the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This podcast sponsored by St. Martin's Press, publisher of John Kasich's new book, Two Paths, a plan to reclaim the America we love, one nation under God, indivisible. Learn more at twopathsbook.com. And we are here to learn more because there's been so much conversation, public testimony, so many interviews about the Comey firing. Here to tell us Everything we need to know about this Comey story is our very own Michael Warren. Michael Warren, what do we know? Absolutely nothing. Well, and that's the podcast for today, so thank you. <laughs> what do you mean we know nothing? The people have been talking nonstop for 40 just just today. Acting Director McCabe uh, testified, along with some other members of right. se- the security apparatus, if you will. President Trump gave an interview to NBC, parts of which have already been released. Uh, there's been stacks of reporting, everything from uh, Sean Spicer hiding in the shrubs <laughs> to... Uh, he was Sa- hiding between shrubs, Michael. Get it right. Sarah, in between them. Sarah Huckabee, uh, et cetera, was out today, had another presser. Yeah. How can you say we know nothing? Well, it's just, we just don't know what is true and what's not true. And that the, the problem is, is that what we've learned today is contradictory to what we've been told uh, since Tuesday night when the, the, the news first dropped that uh, Trump had fired Comey. So it, we're in this weird realm here where uh, you really don't know if you can trust uh, administration spokespeople because the president himself may contradict them. Uh, you mentioned the Lester Holt interview. That's a perfect place, uh, uh, I think, to start because the entire time, this, this entire week since Tuesday, since May 9th, which feels like a, forever ago, it was only two days ago. Uh, it's Trump time. Exactly. It's like dog years. Exactly. I'm telling you. So, so the, the public uh, explanation, the rationale for why uh, Trump had to fire Comey was that he had received this memo, this report, this recommendation from the attorney general and uh, the, the memo specifically written by the deputy attorney general, Rod Rosenstein. And this stemmed from his mishandling, Comey's mishandling of the Clinton server investigation, and this was the reason. Now, we'd heard through anonymous sources that there were all these other reasons, but officially that was the the administration's reason. Why? And then in the Lester Holt interview, what was released from that interview already, the president said, uh, I was going to fire him regardless of whether I got this recommendation from the Department of Justice. So that completely blows out the administration's uh, uh, explanation out of the water. I mean, that's the kind of thing we're dealing with here. Okay, well then let me try this. Simple mind, simple sure. steps. That's that's me. That's so me too. What, what do we know? No, just one. Do we know that James Comey has in fact been fired? Yes. Okay, we got that. We got that well, down. See, yes. That's something. There we go. And we know that there are many people across the political spectrum who've said for a while that he has not been great at his job, he's overstepped lines to annoy both sides, and that firing him would not be an irrational act. Uh, probably not. No, not under sort of a neutral circumstances. Right, that's what I mean. Just yes. is is Comey fireable? Like this isn't firing well, Ted Williams you know, at the top of his game. Well, know. well, sure. Now the 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 one thing I would say to push back on that is he's very well liked and respected among the FBI agents themselves, mm-hmm. and. Um, and in fact, there was a Republican congressman from from Oklahoma who who noted in his statement about his firing that the fact that the Republicans and Democrats had both been so angry and upset mm-hmm. uh, really sort of uh, suggests that Comey was being very independent. So you don't agree that the case that was made in the Rosenstein memo, the three page case, which 
I, well, I'm an, I know nothing about this, but I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy should have been fired. You don't buy that that case is a, once again, setting aside sure. everything else, just a neutral playing field, that is a case for firing. Well, th- I don't know. I, I, I don't okay. know enough about the sort of the chain of command within the Department of Justice, okay. the FBI. Uh, I'm inclined to think that uh, Comey running his mouth, which he did in that July presser, which he's done several times about this, uh, wasn't probably wasn't appropriate. But right. you also have, I, I certainly have a little sympathy for Comey in the sense that uh, he was really sort of handed uh, a, a bad hand right. uh, and quite a mess with having basically two uh, of the major party presidential candidates <laughs> under some form in some way right. or another investigation for possible criminal activity. Right. That's a problem that no FBI director would want to have. But I would also point out that going back to Scooter Libby on through, that this is a guy who has earned, in my opinion, his reputation as an incompetent or not the best yeah, maybe not the top I, of this game. I but, take but your let's, point. Let's, let's I take on. your point. Absolutely. Let's move on from that because you, you raise great points. Once again, this story is so complicated. Do we now know after McCabe's testimony today that the investigation into the possibility of Russian collusion with the Trump campaign is going on apace with the resources it needs? Uh, that's what we're told. Uh, I think McCabe said uh, basically yes. There's been no interference, uh, which is which is something the administration has been saying publicly since since the firing. Do we know? Anything about the status of the investigation? Is we, it warm, cold, hot? Uh, apparently, it has been heating up, and this is uh, suggests that this may have been a reason. If you're a cynical type, which I, there is no way that I'm a cynical type, I'm a happy, <laughs> happy-go-lucky, optimistic type. Um, that uh, that the fact that this was ramping up. You have the Wall Street Journal and CNN both saying that uh, Comey, in his last days as the FBI director had stopped getting weekly updates on the uh, uh, investigation into Russia's interference and possible collusion with people associated with Trump. Again, it's very complicated. Had stopped getting weekly updates, and had started getting daily updates. Uh, There is this disputed uh, idea that, uh, uh, that... that Comey had asked for more resources uh, from his superiors at the Department of Justice, the but Department disputed by the McCabe Department of and McCabe and himself. McCabe himself. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, uh, so we don't know was was that an informal ask for sure. uh, more resources that was sort of pro, you know uh, transmogrified into something more formal that turns out not to be the case. Um, and we know that around this whole issue, you've got congressional investigations that seem to be heating up. The mm-hmm. uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, which is investigating this, has uh, ha- has subpoenaed Mike Flynn, the, we may remember, the former National Security Advisor, uh, who uh, has some interesting business dealings with Russian interests right. uh, and close relations with the Vladimir Putin regime. Uh, documents of his have been subpoenaed. Okay. There's a grand jury, a federal grand jury, that has subpoenaed Mike Flynn uh, business associates. There's a lot of activity going on right. about this. That doesn't mean anything except that there's investigations going on and it seems to be getting hotter. Okay, now let's go from what we know to just asking you to speculate. Speculation one, if there it was anything that President Trump felt threatened him, if he thought that this chain of Russian whatever got past the Manaforts and the Carter, sure. Carter pages, would you fire the FBI director and just basically, as you pointed out, hey, look, wow, you know, I can't think of anything dumber from a if you're trying to strategic keep, perspective, yeah, exactly, right? Keep it under the rug. So no, it, 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 was, it was sort of uh, if you look at it in those terms, it is kind of a boneheaded move to make. There was there was a, we remember in that letter that uh, the president wrote to James Comey, the second paragraph says, "As you told me, and this is by the way <laughs> has since been disputed, but as you told me on three separate occasions, I am not under investigation uh, for for uh, 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 Russian collusion." Right. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so there, there it is. Now 
everybody in Washington, really anybody who's watching this, uh, watching this or reading this on on uh, in the newspaper, is going. Why would you do that? Why would you even draw the you know the the, the associations? I've as I understand it in the White House, people are 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 telling uh, me that the viewpoint of the president was that by pointing out that he had been told he's not under investigation, uh, then then this would have been uh, the, the, then his firing of James Comey could not have been construed as having to do with the Russia investigation. Uh, <laughs> Nobody uh, apparently was there to tell him that. Well, actually, Mr. President, I think the opposite conclusion will be drawn from this. But um, I think that that sort of tells you um, uh, the sort of the, the the level of thinking and sort of forethought that went into this from the president. If if you buy a lot of the reporting, which I do, because I think it tracks with the way the president really is, um, this was a sort of simmering. Uh, problem with him feeling like James Comey was not defending him enough and and not doing what he thought the FBI should be doing, and then this all sort of came. There was a fever pitch with uh, with Comey essentially uh, uh, having that uh, appearance last week at uh, in front of the congressional hearing and and sort of in a fit of pique, uh, Donald Trump saying, "This guy, this guy's a joke. I got to get rid of him." I want to launch into a tirade about why, if you're stuck with the choice between sinister or stupid, always pick a sinister person, a crook, because they can choose to do the right thing, whereas a moron is just a moron. But I'm not going to do that rant. Because I did it yesterday, <laughs> talking about this with Bill Crystal. So go back to yesterday's podcast, and it's absolutely glorious. So the last thing, just for, once again from a speculation standpoint, what is the worst case scenario for Donald Trump, his campaign, and this, quote, Russian collusion? I think about all the things that a, quote, independent political action committee can do without breaking the law. And you know. These things I've worked in campaigns. So right. They're you know yeah they're independent in the same way that I as a married man am independent from my wife. I right. do exactly what I say after I clear it through her. Exactly. I mean so isn't that like the worst case scenario is that Russia was acting you know Russia RT or some wing of Russia was acting like a pack which means it's almost impossible for them to have broken the law. Well I don't know. Look the, here here's the issue we don't know um, and and. The, the, the question of connection or associated with the Trump campaign is could be pretty loose. Um, you know, is this something where Roger Stone, a longtime sort of dirty trickster who sure. is, is also a longtime associate of Donald Trump, uh, was somehow associated with something to do with these uh, these Russian hackers mm-hmm. who hacked into the right. DNC and were able to disseminate this information, mm-hmm. uh, who may have had some connection to these fake news websites, right. all those sort of things that are kind of on the fringes of uh, not just a sort of uh, certainly legality, but also the fringes of the Trump campaign itself. Sure. Um, and, and so is, is the worst case scenario that some dirty trickster like Roger Stone or some connection like that uh, is, is what they're really investigating here, um, then is it kind of hard to pin on Donald Trump? Right. I don't know. The, the, the biggest problem is, is that every step of the way in this whole investigation, there appear to be more questions raised mm-hmm. than answers, you know, than definitive answers of this is what we're looking at. So maybe we're going down this rabbit hole of conspiracy theory and, and sort of the most anti-Trump folks are just looking for something. Right. But the fact that you have multiple investigations going on here, the fact that you have um, the FBI apparently ramping up its investigation, the, the subpoenas of Mike Flynn suggest that there's something here. Mm-hmm. And and it's and, and, and it's not always what 
the investigators initially sought to find. Um, but uh, uh, but I would say that I'm sort of I, I like to err on the side of let's wait to see what we actually learn here. Don't jump to conclusions and think just because they're ramping up the investigation, that means uh, the, the conspiracy will be right. uh, uh, un, uh, released and Hillary Clinton will magically become president because it, it undoes what the election. <laughs> that's not going to happen. I think that's that's silly. But we should be cautious about sort of concluding anything before these investigations are done. Ken Starr started off investigating a land deal in Arkansas right. and, and ended up investigating the president of the United States pants. Exactly. So keep that in mind. Michael Warren, thank you for telling us nothing. What a great <laughs> use of our time. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Daily Standard Podcast. You can find all our podcasts at weeklystandard.com, or better still, just subscribe to them at iTunes or Google Play by searching Weekly Standard. When you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode of the Daily Standard, including our special features, the Confab every weekend and Crystal Clear every Friday. Plus, you can leave reviews of the podcast and let people know that you found content that you enjoy. Don't enjoy it? Have a question, comment, or complaint? Just email podcasts at weeklystandard.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham.